You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Hey, TomTheBomb.com. Hello, Susan. <laughs> we are here for our 50th episode. The big 5-0. And you're only my third host in 50. Man. <laughs> does no that, black balloons. No, nothing. Yeah. It, but what does it say that I've had to go through three hosts to get to 50? Man. <laughs> Ace is the only one that we just kind of go, yeah, he was a... He was a beginner. We loved Ace, but... Yeah, Ace was fun. Ace had to move on to, to greener pastures. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have an uh, interesting show today. You're going to be hearing from a lot of people that are currently going through our stress coach certification here in sunny Arizona. And uh, they're all first responders um, that are going to be... We're going to rotate them through and get them on here, and you're going to be hearing from a lot of people with a lot of years of experience, a lot of stuff going on, who are anxious to get out and do what we call post-traumatic stress growth, growing through their years in law enforcement and fire to uh, help others. And we've got an interesting pair today. We do. Well, and if everybody decides to come on and be part of the podcast, then there's like 16, 15 I think they're, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you get a, a wild ride of variety and experience exactly. and um, things that have happened. And some of it's really tragic. Some of it was difficult, but came through it really well. And over time. Yeah. Everybody's in a much healthier place than they were. Yes. That's for sure. It's just a shame. Some had to wait many, many, many years to get what they needed. And um, but this couple, I have to say, is. As much as I hate to put this on audio. I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) And I see the red buttons on. (laughs) Yeah, it's recording. Maybe we can get her to admit what she did in class earlier. Here's here's my opportunity. We're going to work on it, everybody. But (laughs) anyway, we have Sherry and Dan. And they have been married for many years and serve military and both in law enforcement. And uh, very special people, as you will figure out quickly on this podcast, I'm sure. Some of us are more special than others. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just... That's what we call sass in our house. You yeah. always you claim everything is sass. Sassy. I know. You like that word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us about you guys. <laughs> As they both look at <laughs> right? Are you going to say something? Uh, so my name's Dan, uh, like uh, Susan said, uh, and I've uh, six years in the military. Wait, let me back up a little bit. We've been married for 30 years. God bless you. I know, right? You know, you know Dan, that's something we hadn't worked on yet. <laughs> we've still got some stuff to deal oh, with. Oh, we got a lot of stuff to deal with. But we've been married for 30 years, have two uh, beautiful kids, and got, what, six grand? Six? Six grand children. All girls, though. Girls. Oh, damn. Oh. What did you do in an earlier life? I don't know. I, I, I keep telling my son he's got to do something different and, and give me a boy because yeah. we need the Chavaria name to keep. We have one on the way, too. <laughs> one more. 
It'll be seven. Yeah. We'll we'll get Dave to work on yeah. that. Yeah, he can he can splice and put this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we need the last name taken out. Bloop. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> anyway, so we have how many grandchildren? Six and Six. one other way. All girls. Right? All girls. And the Unknown. one on the way is a girl? No idea. Oh, don't know yet. We'll find out. Well, oh. maybe that's the golden maybe ticket. And that's boy. what we're talking about. I've got the golden <laughs> ticket. <laughs> we hope. We told you they're so. special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, all kid inside, they're all they're all beautiful, and and we love them all. And you spoil them. We do rotten. rotten. And then you come home. You give them back because yes. they don't live here. That's right. <laughs> After about twenty pounds of sugar. <laughs> and the drum set is next. You got to buy them the drum set for Christmas. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's always fun. Melissa and Doug, instruments, mm-hmm. perfect. There you go. Called getting even, remembering right. all the way back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. My day will come one day, maybe, maybe. So tell us how you wound up here, why you wanted to be stress coaches. And Sherry, don't just say because I told you you had to. Okay, I'll say it. I was voluntold. So. <laughs> See, it was yeah, but, him. Yeah, but you were probably told by Sherry. Yeah, I was. So, <laughs> I was. So tell us in the audience a little bit about your background. And again, you had military. You want to um, go first or you want me to go? You go. Okay, so I, uh, I did... Six years in the eight total, two in active reserve, but six years total. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a, a military policeman, so it didn't really go too far from where I started. Sure. Um, I was even a, a SRT member, special reaction team in the military. It's a SWAT team. It's, it's all it is. In I did Marine, that for five years. In as the well. Marine Corps, don't let him say military. I hear you. Okay. Of course. Of course. Both of them. Of course. Marines. Of course. Once, yes. once Marine, always a Marine. Absolutely. So, uh, right. So I did that for six years, uh, got out, um, and that, well, you know, back up a little bit. That's where I met Sherry. Mm-hmm. She's also Marine, so uh, we got married. Should have been um, his first clue. Female <laughs> Marine back there. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the first one. Yeah, I'm not saying too much on that. Yeah, you do have to live with it. I do. Understand. I do. And it's recorded. It is, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And we're in with arms reach. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we met in the military. We ended up back here in in, in, uh, in this beautiful sunshine state. Yes. Um, and, and I was hired by uh, by a, one of the local police departments. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, uh, I've been a police officer, or I was because I recently retired, but I was a police officer about 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those 25 years, I did a lot of stuff in the in the, in the police department, um, from patrol to dare to you know the the community outreach programs to my own program to the SWAT team. You name it, I probably did a little bit about a, a little bit of it. Only thing I couldn't do was narcs because all the kids knew me well, because I taught dare. <laughs> yeah. So everywhere I went, hey, there's yeah. Officer Dan, there's Officer Dan, there's that Officer Dan. Been good. That no. would not have been a good thing. No, um, but. Um, one of the reasons I'm I'm, I'm here uh, because I think it's important uh, you know to let other officers know, especially the younger ones coming on, that it's okay to get help. Yes. Right. I was involved in a, in an incident back in '99. Um, didn't know, you know, back then about the medical side. Didn't know too much about it, but I was involved in an incident um, where one of my friends uh, on the SWAT team was was uh, his life was taken. Mm-hmm. He was murdered. Um, on an entry that we made into an apartment complex, trying to find an apartment, trying to find uh, a suspect in a jewelry heist. Right. Right. So, um, long story short, he ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and like I said, back then we didn't really know too much of how to deal with people. You know, and, and let me back up a little bit. 
the Marine Corps and the police department, they train you, they train you, they train you. Yes. This is what you're going to do. This is how you do it. They give you weapons. They teach you how to use them. Uh, and they tell you, these are some of the uh, some of the things you're going to see and you're going to feel and you're going to hear. Um, this is what you expect. Mm-hmm. But they don't teach you how to. The aftermath. Yes. They don't teach you. What that looks like. Exactly. What to expect. Exactly. They tell you all the things that you're going to see going into that yeah. traumatic event but not all the things to expect coming out of that traumatic. Correct. You know, and, and I, for the most part, thought I was well-trained. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was. Sure. But I wasn't ready for the, uh, the, the, uh, the after effect. Right. You know, I thought, and, and, and I've said this before, that I thought that, uh, especially being a Marine, you, know, you couldn't show weakness. Mm-hmm. Being a police officer, you don't show weakness. You just bottle that stuff up and you put it away. And you'd probably seen other people who'd not been in that event, but in other critical incidents that nothing ever seemed to bother them. Sure. You know, and I, and I had talked to, and, and at the police department, we've had a lot of, a lot of Vietnam vets, mm-hmm. you know, and I talked to them. They're like, no, you, you did fine. You just bottle that stuff up and you keep going. You put it away. You, you repress it. You keep going. Sure. Um, don't tell anybody you're hurting. Right. Right. So that's what we did. Yep. You know, nobody, nobody ever said, hey, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong, they did send me to see somebody, mm-hmm. and they cleared me. They said, oh, yeah, you're fine. Go back to work. Sure. And I did. And that's what the professionals say, though you probably weren't 100% honest and open about everything. Well, I was a young cop, and I want to go back to the road. That's it. Get me back. Yep. So I said the right things. Sure. And I'm pretty sure they were the right things because I got cleared. Yes. You know, they didn't say, oh, no, you got issues. No, they said, oh, no, you're fine. Go back to work. And they cleared me. And y'all know the right things. Sure. Because, again, as I've always said, you're a little psychologist. You, you know, you you know if you say this, that's going to raise a red flag. Right. And you're studying their nonverbals even as they're talking to you. You're seeing what's going over well and what's not. Sure. You know what? And they say that uh, and it's police officers, we wear a lot of hats, and that's one yes. of them. Yes. We have to know when somebody's telling the truth, when somebody's saying a lie, and that's what you use to— Check that box off, box off, and say, "Yeah, he's fine." Yes. And like you said, we just we, we tell them what they want to hear. And if the professional says I'm good to go, I am good to go. That's right. Right. Nah, I'm not going to question it. I go nope. back with the papers. They look. He said, "I'm good." Yep. I'm good. Absolutely. So, but was I really? <laughs> well, as we found out, <laughs> like years, twenty-five years later, later we're like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> no." So. So Sherry needs to come in on this because she's actually the one who really. Uh, thanks to our mm-hmm. dear lost friend, Chris Farrar, um, wound up with you guys on the couch at Under the Shield. Is that my turn? That's your now? turn. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's a very shy woman. I just want to <laughs> tell you that right now. She's very shy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad it's not storming. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was just last year. Let's see. Um, I'm a police officer also. Uh, however, during the time in... When it happened, 99, um, I was not a police officer. I was a spouse. However, I have the military background with the Marine Corps and stuff. And being an MP, that gave me a lot of, I knew what to expect, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of. Yeah. So. Um, you at least had some insight. Yeah, a little bit of insight. So when all that happened, I was told um, Dan was the one that was killed, and um, 
Just put it in my back pocket. Same thing. Threw it in the garbage can. Because you had the kids, little. Mm -hmm. And um, we just had to, I had to be there for them. I'm their mom and didn't want to show weakness to them. They were the people I needed to not show weakness to. Because if I showed that I was afraid, they would have reacted every time dad went out to work. Right. And then fast forward. Wait a minute. I want to know, how long was it? Before you found out it was not Dan that was killed, how long did you have that? Do you remember? Well, usually I watched. I I had a friend call mm-hmm. and tell me he he was called out. It was it was a like I said a SWAT call out or SAU call out, and um, a friend called and asked if I was watching TV, and I told I told her no. Should I be? And um, she ends up, t- I, I turned on the TV and I started watching the news. It was on all the news channels. So I just went to the first one. And um, I saw that it was Tempe, like it was a, a Tempe issue. So um, out of city issue, not ours. And we ended up I was like, oh, that's not our agency. I don't have to worry about it. And my friend said, no, um, I'll be over to pick you up. Well, we only have one car. (laughs) And Dan took it. So three miles away, I get my kids in a stroller and I start walking. And she caught me probably about a mile into it and then drove to this station where everybody was. And I'm sitting in the front office. So whatever that walk time is, mm-hmm. you know, for a mile with a mom with two babies. Um, Did the friend know it wasn't Dan when she picked you up? No. You So you're still thinking so, all the way yeah. to the station. She didn't even tell me. But so did she think? That it was Dan? Later on, I found out that she thought it was Dan. Okay. So Actually, she was told. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was wondering. Somebody at the scene, one of our friends called his wife and said, hey, call Sherry. Go pick her up. Ah. Because it's Dan. Gotcha. So, um, so we started, uh, she she went and picked, picked me up. So it was a walk time and drive time for the next two miles. And I'm sitting in the front lobby. There's, I don't know who the PI, oh, it was, we'll just say Ken. It was Ken. And um, it's funny. How impersonal just to keep her in the lobby. lobby. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I hope we wouldn't do that today. See, and I hadn't heard that. (laughs) I hadn't heard that. Yep. So I'm sitting out in the lobby. Ken is standing there talking to somebody with the news. And they keep saying, well, we haven't let the next of Ken know. I will tell you, however, he is well known. Everything they said about the person that actually died. Yeah. Yeah. Everything they said about him was the same thing as you were describing Dan. Amber uh, works works with the community. Um, everyone knows him. He's part of community service. You know, just 
And I'm thinking, I'm hearing about this as they're telling the news in the world. Yeah. And it, even though, like, I'm thinking, okay, Ken doesn't know that <laughs> I'm the wife that they're trying to look for. Hmm. But I sat there, and he never said the name. They leave, and I happen to see a good friend that Dan brought me around. Every, you know, every once in a while, you know how the wives and everybody get together and stuff. I remember this one lady, Patty. She was there. She saw me. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a face I know. So yeah. I'm waving at her. She comes out, and I was like, where's Dan? She tells me he's in the back. I was like, no, I mean, is he alive? I'm not. Sure. I'm not fucking stupid. Sure. I know he's. And she says, nope, he's back there, Sherry. He's back there. I'm like, I'll go look and they'll come back and I'll let you know. Because they wouldn't let me go back there. So she goes back. I don't know if she did really see him or not, but maybe she had seen him already and knew that it wasn't him. Or maybe somebody told her it was our our friend. Um, but she comes back and she goes, I saw him. He's there. He's upright. You know what? And this one, this this was probably at about seven, six thirty, seven o'clock ish. Right. Because this incident happened at about I want to say about two is when we finally get out there, get ready, get prepared to go out and do this this search. Sure. Um, incident happens X amount of time. So from two to about six, and I got back maybe about six, maybe I'd say about seven. Yeah. When I finally I finally got back to the PD. Sure. And I'm hoping this woman went back there, too, to see who she could find that could come out and talk to Sherry. Well, right. it, it seemed, it didn't seem long after she went in, or after, you know, she told me and then went back. Right. That there's a community room mm -hmm. where everybody was, and they brought me, somebody, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you who it was. Sure. Brought me in there, and that's when I finally saw him. And it was like a, it was like a, weight just lifted off my shoulders sure and so I see him and I go to hug him and then as I'm hugging him everybody's walking by him touching him mm -hmm. like on his shoulder touching his back glad glad you're okay glad to see you glad this and I didn't put one plus one to get together that everybody else was also told it was him right well, and it very easily could have been, given yeah. the positioning right. of the event. I mean, you were two second man, and mm -hmm. as you have said in this training, yeah. that's usually the one that does. You know, and I got I got to go back a little bit. It wasn't seven; it was later than that, closer to ten, because they interviewed me. I was upstairs, and I got interviewed. I got brought to the police department. I didn't go downstairs until I was done, but I was interviewed by Tempe. Because they were, it was their investigation. Sure. So they conducted their interview upstairs, and it took two to three hours. Oh, I'm sure. So maybe ten o'clock is was when they actually I went down and I saw her for the first time. Sure, sure. That's a long. That's a lot of time in there for families to sit and be wondering and waiting and sure. all of that. Not to mention everybody else that was involved, still having to be geared up. Everything happening. And, again, that's not the way we recommended it under the shield, but 
nobody's seen to make me <laughs> chief or sheriff or God yet for me to make some changes on these things. And, you know, as the audience can hear, this is still very emotional for Sherry. And again, this was 1999. Yeah. We're over 20 years out. And again, they're a work in progress. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> we just haven't been able to get to these issues in the garbage can because we've been dealing with too many other issues leading up to retirement. And see here, I thought I was doing good. Oh, yeah. Kind of find out that we haven't even touched it. Exactly. Haven't even scratched the surface. I'm fine. <laughs> yes, you are. You know what fine stands for? I don't want to hear you Effed right up, now. insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> Sherry, you are the poster child of fine, honey. <laughs> Thank you, NYPD, for teaching me that. Wow. <laughs> you know, I got to go back and say that uh, it, being one of the first in the Valley mm-hmm. to lose a SWAT officer, yes. we weren't prepared for anything. Thought you were. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We were not prepared. We really weren't. And hopefully it's come a long way. And I think it has. I mean, we've had other officers die in the line of duty and stuff. But, um, and I, I, I've seen from 99 to 2020, when was the last one? Chris? One. No, he, I was gone by then. Oh, that's right. right. You were already out. So, that's right. So it would have been Holmes and, yes. and Payne last yes, year. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, however many years ago, but we're right in the timeline. The correct. anniversary is here. Correct. For both of those. Yeah within 36 hours of each other. Yeah. So it definitely it definitely changed, progressed. It got better. Sure. Right? But but 99 we weren't ready. Still got a long way to go though. We do. We do. And we're still and like I said we're still not ready. Yeah. Um with this training what I'm getting out of it is is look it's okay to show that weakness mm-hmm. because we have to. It's not really weakness, and, and it's, it's human. And it's, it's human. It's normal correct. human reaction and behavior. Correct. It's how we're made. Correct. Right, but in, in law enforcement, that's how everybody looks at it. Yes. If, if you show signs that you need help, uh, you're weak. Yeah. Well, no, you need signs for help. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't mean you're weak. No, and, and that's exactly where I was going with it, just the same in the military. Sure. Yeah. If you show that weakness, and you're, we, you know, we like to say we're swimming in a, in a pool of sharks here. Sure. You know, military and police, the same kind of family. Yes. You know, so, and that's what I'm saying. We were always taught. But with this program, hopefully we can get the word out to the young officer saying, look, it's okay to ask for help. And it has to be at this level. Correct. Because, again, Dan can walk in and talk to officers from any agency at any age, at any level of experience, and reach them in a way that I'll never be able to. I'll have to beat them with a red man stick to get them to listen to me. But... Again, you have that credibility built in just in walking in and here's who I am and here's what I've done and yeah. here's what happened. And right off the bat, and we've had this like with Mark Valenzuela, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and, you know, people in the trainings that he does with me around the country, and they look at him and they go, combat Marine, and he was shot and then shot and killed somebody there in Phoenix. And you know what? If that guy... I look up to him. You can look at him and tell he's no weak-minded mm, right. sissy who shouldn't do this job. And you know what? If he asks for help, I'm okay asking for it too. Yeah. And that's what it has to be. And sometimes people don't even know they need help till it really comes to well, it a head. It starts boiling over. Right? Yes. The garbage and, and, starts to stink. And that was me. Yes. Uh, that me was too. That was yeah. definitely me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And what were you going to say, Sheila? I was just going to say, I never need help. 
<laughs> Told I, you she was shy. Yeah, that's mm. it. She's she's delusional. Yeah. <laughs> but we're working on that little blue pill. We're going to get to slip in her coffee uh, or whatever. And are you always right? Too? <clears throat> I am, even when I'm wrong. <laughs> Not yeah. when you're around me. I'm the one who's always right. No, it doesn't matter. But see, the thing about it is you just don't remember. Miss ADD. Whether or not that's the truth. <laughs> neither, neither here nor there. <laughs> and, you know, and Sherry's contribution to this is so important because, again, she's military, she's law enforcement, but she was the spouse also. And, and she wasn't, yeah, she was prior military, but she wasn't an officer at the mm-hmm. time. So right. she totally dealt with this as the spouse side Absolutely. of it. Absolutely, yeah. Which... Well, I think how how different do you think would have been, even though it was ninety nine. If you were an officer, because you guys worked at the same department, so how different do you think you would have been treated? Well, for well, not just treated. For one, let's just go all the way back to when I turned on the TV and I saw, oh, it's Tempe. That's not us. Right (laughs) now. You know that that could happen. I know boundaries don't just end at the boundary (laughs) line. You know, yeah. (laughs) So that was my. That was my reassurance that he wasn't involved. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. But um, so that's one thing. The other thing, me being an officer in there, um, I have the key to get into the building. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to find him. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been sitting in the lobby. No. You'd have probably gone to the scene even had you found out because you could have been on shift. Uh, Yeah. Given he was called out. For sure. Um, Probably wouldn't have been on scene because I would have been on graveyard shifts. But. but I think my saving grace is um, because I was a civilian at the time, I think things would have been different in my reaction as well if my kids weren't with. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because I think I I had to hold it together. Sure. Not just reaction. Like, what I mean by that is not uh, crying. Right. When I, I, when my family means everything to me. Yes, they Every, do. Every thing yes and when i say everything like i'm going to go into that door whether you're gonna have to all these officers are gonna have to pull me off i'm surprised you didn't right well and it's because of my children that were with me and they're little right and they can't for one they can't see mom lose control right in my head it scares them yeah Mm -hmm. and for two um I'm not going to, my kids are my responsibility. They're not the responsibility of my friend that brought me there. Sure. So that kept me kind of in check. Sure. Good thing. That could have been a really ugly yeah. scene. I don't know Come if I have. Letting loose a rabid pit bull. <laughs> right? I, I'm not quite sure if I would have been a police officer because they wouldn't hire a suspect that they arrested. <laughs> That's a good point, Sherry. Oh. <laughs> so how did you wind up at Under the Shield? Are you looking at me? Yeah, I'm looking at you because you're the one that it kind of started. started with, yeah, you started this. It's your fault. That's I right. Know, this is all my fault. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Chris. <laughs> this is one of those. You. Our loving dork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, Dan was going through some stuff and because family means so much. She's saying we were fighting the city. Well, and, and it came about because you realized this many years later, yes. you had really geared your professional roles in a manner that you didn't have to wear a, a vest. vest. Yes. And then you ha- you'd been out of a vest how many years? 20, 22 years. And then all of a sudden you're forced into a role where they're telling you 
you've got to go back to patrol and put the vest on. Correct. And now you really realize the issue. Correct. And that vest issue came up because of what happened in 99. In 99, yeah. You know what? It was a lot of the anxiety that, that I, I just, wearing that thing would just, it would just drive me crazy. Sure. I couldn't wear but it. But it never did before 99. No, because I didn't have to wear a vest. Uh, but but you wore down SWAT things. I, I did, but I learned. I'm a Marine. I right. adapt, improvise, and overcome. <laughs> and I was able to put that stuff away. You know, yep. I was able to talk myself, hey, it, it's it's just for an hour. It's just for an hour and a half. Sure. Do your qualification. Take it off. Sure. And even on the SWAT team, we didn't have to wear a vest at the time when we were doing our our, our, uh, our training. Sure. Not until recently, we always had to, to gear up and everything. Had to, you know, train. You know, you're gonna you're gonna react like you train. So we had to wear a vest. And stuff. So you're telling me in 1992, when I went through a SWAT training with a police department, and they made me gear up and all that stuff, and run and gun and climb and crawl. That probably wasn't normal operating procedure. No, it was. <laughs> it was because you went, you went through their academy, right? You went through. No, their, this was just a SWAT school. It was a SWAT school put on. So you have to do it. Okay. Oh, okay. For yeah. an actual SWAT school, yeah. but a okay. SWAT team training on their own. It was a SWAT school. Then, yeah, it, but it different. but it was just this SWAT team. But yeah. it was a SWAT school. Yeah. But yeah, um, I was fixing to start having to call <laughs> some people. I got numbers. I know people. Uh, I was thinking, oh my gosh, would I start? <laughs> I got, no, but, I got people. But you did have to. Okay. I went to the SWAT school. We have a wear vest, but in our individual training at the, at the our police department, the you, did, you didn't have to. Sure. Right, because sure. it was hot. Sure. Unless we were doing simunitions or some kind of force on force, then you had to put something on, some clothing, uh, paintball stuff like that. Then yeah, you'd have to put your protective garments yeah, on. But paintball, you put everything on. Your yes, you do. Simunitions. Yeah, I did. I was stupid enough to do that one yeah. time. Yeah. Never again. Yeah, me too, but Trooper I... Trooper Academy. I, I, Never again. Because <laughs> my brain locked up. I couldn't shoot them. Sure. Because they were police officers. Sure. Had they been in clothes like y'all have on, honey, I'd have lit them up oh, all day yeah. long. But nope, couldn't pull the trigger, and they just lit me up. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'm done. We're out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and back then, the, the and we talked about the triggers and the, the, the things that I remember most, and being on the range and qualifying, you could smell... The, the gunpowder? Yes. And that would put me back? Yes. But once again, improvise, adapt, overcome. I learned how to how to get out of that situation and put that aside and do what I had to do and then just calm down. And nobody ever told you. No. Smells ring bells. No, nobody ever did. Once again, they tell you what to expect, but they don't help you heal. Afterwards, here's what yeah. you can expect or what might happen. No, they well, don't no, tell I you. Never, hey, you might, tell you, be, you might be walking by the range and you see that the... You, you smell it, you hear a backfire, you hear a balloon pop, and they don't tell you all that stuff that that, that puts you back in. At the, at the grave site, the 21-gun salute, oh, still, that, was, that was terrible. It still gets me at Chris as I jump every right? time. It gives me chills. Even though I know it's coming. Mm -hmm. So it, I was the just, same way. Yes. Yeah, but they don't tell you that stuff. Mm -mm. They just say, relax, don't worry about it. Hey, have fun. So you're thinking it's something abnormal. Yes. Because you don't know, because nobody else is talking about feeling that way. Correct. And Once again, can't show fear. Right. Can't show weakness. Very isolated yeah. feelings of yeah. being the only one like that. Feelings? What's that? Y'all <laughs> <laughs> do like that at four, don't you? Is it uh, the, isn't that a song? Somebody <laughs> say my feelings. <laughs> yeah, I almost had to sing it one time. But actually, I chose not to, yeah. to the poor guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just told him to shoot him. Um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I interrupted. Anyway, go ahead, Sherry. <laughs> so you were having issues. 
And this was this was less than a year ago. Yeah, it was um, July, August, August of last year. Mm -hmm. August, no, nineteen. August of last year, I sat with Chris. Okay. Yeah, y'all haven't been on my couch that long. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. My issue started in in nineteen. That's right. Go. In twenty. Correct. Go. Go. Dan, she's right. I know. That's why I'm saying go. I don't do I have to admit it? Gosh, you guys are rough. This is recorded. (laughs) I was right. Anyways, um I tend not to show feelings at work. I am super sarcastic. No, you show feelings. It's just not it's not much empathy and sympathy. That's correct. <laughs> Those kinds of feelings. Yeah, I'm pretty much of an asshole. There's a song about her too. <laughs> if there's not, we can write one. Right. So um met up with Chris. We basically at the end of my shift, the beginning of his shift, we cross paths all the time. All year last year. He's the biggest asshole, and so am I. So we were like, hey, what's up, as we passed by. Let's compare our assholes. But they were two assholes that liked each other. Yeah. 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 Likeable, likeable assholes? Yeah. Is that wow. that's, that's a new term? Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's clinical. <laughs> we're lasses. I'm like, anywho, um, as I'm looking at his pictures. Um, we met up not at the police department. We met up out in the road. We 45 and, um, it was to trade some gear because he's our swing shift. I'm the day shift. We trade gear and he read me. He was good at that. I taught him how to do that. He read me and he just, I don't know what it was. He asked if it was, how are you okay? How are you doing? I think he asked you about Dan. I think that's what he told me. He asked you about Dan, and that's when, because I think that's what pushed your button more so than asking even about you, because you do tend to get more emotional when people talk about Dan. And I think that, and it freaked him out. I'll just tell you, he called me immediately. <laughs> He's like, you got to get with Sherry because she cried. I don't ever see her cry. Yeah. And I, and I think you're right. I think that's what she told me when she. Yep. When she. It was something. Yeah, and she got home. Yeah, you know. he, he knew things weren't going the way they sh- should have been and what you deserved. Yeah, and it's not problems with us. It's problems we have. With the city. With the city. And I take on, if anybody knows me, uh, my family is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, family is not just blood. Because right. sometimes blood sucks, <laughs> but um, can't pick your relatives. Yes. <laughs> but um, so I do have family that's blood that I will do anything for. Sure, kids, mom, brother. Dan, I'm so sorry. No, stop. Um, and then I have brothers from the Marine Corps that even though years in between. I would do anything for. Sure. And now I have brothers and sisters and um, the police department that I would do anything for. I'm super loyal. And um, 
if you attack them, I take it personal. Sure. And then not only is it, but this is my husband. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a double whammy coming out of Sherry. It literally is. And, and now I'm stuck because the people that are attacking him can actually get me into trouble too. So I was just done. And Chris just asked whatever he did that, like you said, that about Dan, I guess I could see that. Yep. And I lost it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think what bothers me more is I lost it in uniform. Yep. Like if I would have been like right here, I'm in sweats and a shirt and a, you know what I mean? But I'm in uniform. What if I was needed right around the corner and I'm bawling? Get back. Get down on the ground. You know? You know, they would have made a call to the uh, to the police department and said, hey, great on your hiring. You got a goth girl showing up to my scene. That's awesome. <laughs> It's diversity. <laughs> but um, I just, I hate showing weakness. I'm a female. You're a human, dear. Yeah, but, and I know, don't say that. <laughs> but I said it again. However, this line of work, I cannot afford to show emotion. Right. At least that's how I felt. Well, not on scenes. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't transfer it that way. I know. And I don't want... Here's my thing. I was so mad at myself for crying in front of Chris because I don't want... I didn't want Chris to think I was weak. And I he, don't want my teammates, all males, sure. to think I'm weak. I've only cried in front of a few people at work men yes us we cry in the locker room (laughs) (laughs) i assure you chris farrar in no way saw you as weak right rest assured of that so um i went to chris and he told me here's a number sherry you need to call susan and i was like yeah i don't want to you're I like, didn't want really? To. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever. But because afterwards I drove away as I'm bawling, driving down the road, going to the substation um, with my glasses on because they look cool and you can't see me cry. Um, I started thinking, we need help because I can't do this on my own because my own way would probably not be advised yeah especially if i need to keep my job true because i'd be fired for something for conduct on becoming or whatever or i'd do something wrong like i always do but this (laughs) time i did right we call i told dan and we called susan and then we always go to her every week when she when she says she called Dan. She voluntold Dan. <laughs> Come with me. We're going yes. somewhere. <laughs> where are we going? Don't worry about it. Just get in the car and drive. drive. I'll tell you address. where. Yeah, that's do exactly you, how it happened. Yeah, do you see? It was all be- for him. Of course it was. Not for me. Yeah, right. That's not the way that worked out, is, is it, Dan? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Dan was pretty happy to find out when I got in there. I was reading the right person. Yeah. <laughs> I knew who for the time being, what who needed what. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I like to say that I thought that we were doing it. We were making progress on my issue. Come to find out, I didn't even, we haven't even touched the surface. 
not on the initial correct event because we had correct. to deal with day to day, week to week correct crap and hurdles yes. and hoops you were having to jump through. Yes. And yeah, it would be really funny because Dan would walk in, which is damn near as traumatic as the event <laughs> it itself, really is. right? I mean, it actually oh, has a, it, it it's not have worse. a greater impact yeah. because of trust issues and stuff. But it'd be funny they'd walk in and and Dan would say, "Well, the angry elf showed up today talking about <laughs> Sherry." And, and now looking back, I think that was Dan's way of just pointing me that direction. And he would just sit and drink his big slurp <laughs> yeah. through the whole session. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's deflect wait, and take let, the focus off yeah. me. Let me say my favorite word. Here we go. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, you know, sassy was your favorite word, but anyway. And I'm glad we got the help that we needed, and we're still getting because she gets upset because I don't show emotion mm-hmm. about that incident, and you know I bottled it up, sure. improvised after overcome, sure. right? She needed help. Mm-hmm. So when she said we need to go to count, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Well, and and again, you know, Sherry, you said it. It's 19 years for you today, or was that yesterday? Today. Today. Yes, 19. Yay. We just gotta get right? 365 days. <laughs> yeah, boy, we're gonna be marking those days off in a big hurry. <laughs> One thing, I I can curse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got this bitch. <laughs> she does. And let me tell you how much fun I'm looking forward to her last week. Uh, yes. There. I'm going to come watch. I'm going to come ride along every day because I just want to be there to watch. I'm thinking the PD the last month might just say, uh, Sherry, you're your off time. the road. That's right. Take your time. Take a month on us. That's right. Yeah, right? <laughs> Here's our gift to you. They may do it the whole last six months. I don't know. Um, you know, think what if, they could save themselves. <laughs> the only bad thing is, is that I love my team. Sure. Yeah. Even sure. though, you know. See, that'd be the, the city's worst nightmare. They offer 30 days for free. And she goes, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'll work that. Maybe I'll pull some extra yeah. shifts. Right? I can't do that to my team. No, right? I'm going to be there for No, them. I want to be yeah. here every minute <laughs> to the bitter end. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, you know, even once you stop coming to me, which will happen at some point, mm-hmm. um, you're going to continue to heal through this by helping others. Correct. Yeah. Because as you see people learning from you guys and the, them getting from y'all what they didn't, what you didn't get, mm-hmm. there's there's healing in that. Right. You know, and I, and I like to say that, and I, and I think I've told you this before, but uh, the isolation was the worst for me. Yes. And that's just me. I, yes. I, I can't understand what she went through. But for me, the isolation. After the event, you're talking yes. about during those hours. Yes. And no one yeah. would talk to me. You can't talk to anybody. Yes. Nobody talked to Dan. Yeah. And your yeah. brain is running. Did this really happen? Did I, what? Correct. And you're trying to put it together Correct. and the brain can't. Yeah. Uh, not fully at that point. And you know what? And, and now that I finally look back and, and see, um, when I go debrief the SWAT teams, yes. I tell them, hey, the worst thing that they ever did to me was leave me alone, so don't ever isolate your guys mm-hmm. if you get in a, a situation like this. Sure. That's the worst thing. And I get it. They you know, they tell you don't talk about it. But I didn't get a phone call. Mm-hmm. I didn't get, you know, they'd walk by me and look you know, on the side and like, and you could hear whispers, but sure. I couldn't hear what they were saying. Sure. Um, that's the worst thing you could do for somebody. Absolutely. You know, they, they and, and that's what I'm trying to say, look, Big old SWAT guy, yes, great. But you need—we're human. 
Yeah. We uh, need that connection. Connection. Correct. And that's what I didn't get. Well, and what they don't realize is in that <clears throat> isolation, you're left alone in your own thoughts. And this is what we've been talking about in this training is about how fear activates adrenaline. And as long as adrenaline is pumping in the body, the brain's cognitive abilities are very limited. Sure. And it only amps you up even more. Sure. And that's the hard part. And, you know, and the, the sad thing is, is so many in, in the first responder world, um, they don't know what to say. <laughs> and so they say nothing or they say the wrong thing. It's like Mark talked about on the podcast when he first went back to work after his shooting. First person he said, so I walks up. I don't know why anybody thinks this is a good idea. And walks up to him and goes, how's it going, killer? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, uh, wrong thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. It, and it really is. And it's them meaning well and yeah. trying to make light and using the sick humor. Not the appropriate mm-hmm. thing. And that's that's the hard part. So they either say nothing or tend to sometimes say the wrong thing. Correct. And it's even harder with families. Right. You know, and to this date, I well, talking with you, I think I'm getting better because I can tell my story yes. without being emotional, as emotional. Yes. Because I remember sitting on your couch that first day and you said, well, tell me what happened. Yep. And I started crying. And I didn't get half the details because I couldn't understand everything yeah. he was telling me. But it didn't matter because he was saying it. I right. didn't have to pick it up. It's coming out of his garbage can. Well, and every time you tell it, it's going to help you heal. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just going through our stretch, stress coaching this week, you know, everybody pretty much has told everybody else their story. Yes. And even something else has come up mm-hmm. new that you hadn't told Susan. Yeah. You know, so, it's I mean. always something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sitting in here listening to everybody's story and getting to know everybody this week is just – it's really amazing to hear everybody's story is different, but... Everybody has a story. Correct. Yeah. And our experiences, are, there's a lot of similarities, and no one's told us that this was going to happen. You know? Sure. And, but, man, it's been really powerful to, to listen to stories, and that almost makes you feel like, okay... This yeah, is normal. I, I am normal. These guys are feeling the same crap too, mm-hmm. you know, which is really, you know, comforting for everybody. Sure. It is. And and I think our benefit, husband and wife. Yes. You know, she was she lived through this before she was an officer. Yes. We have our stories a little different. Right. Yeah. You know, and we can approach that from hey, look, I was a police officer, she was a spouse. Sure. This is what we did, this is what happened, this is how you can Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, you know, I said, we've, we've got 16 to 18, I don't know, I haven't really counted, but in this room, and everybody has a story, and the thing about it is that also tells you, you could we can pull 150, we can pull 500 in here. Right. Everybody's going to have some story of something that's in that psychological Correct. garbage can. Yeah. And that's the point of all of this. And you guys are going to be far better at this than I'll ever be. You know, and I never heard that term, you know, the garbage can. I always, in my mind, I always said, oh, I'm just putting a little box in my, in my, in my brain, right. brain housing group, right? Is that nothing? Box. Right. I'm going to put that in my brain housing group, put it stored away in the back. You, you kept the garbage for the garbage case. I, I did. And I didn't realize that until I met you yep. and you said, well, you got a lot of garbage. I was like, what, yep. yeah. what does what that you, mean? What are you talking about? Right. And you explained it and I'm like, ugh, I do. And Sherry's got the psychological garbage can of the spouse side of it. 
and now she's got the psychological garbage can of her own of the things she's dealt she's with. She's really not trying to say that you're really messed up. Really <laughs> in a nice way, I I'm guess. I'm trying to let Dan know that the work is going to continue a lot longer with Sharon than with Dan. It's going to get Dan through it, and Sharon's going to be on the couch forever. It's literally okay. I have my Uber driver to drive me to your house. <laughs> and you love my house. Mm -hmm. You you love curling up on my couch with that blanket because mm -hmm. I keep it like a meat locker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I do that just for her. I know. Because it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah but we're so honored you guys are here for this certification because you're going to be a huge asset here and with dan retired and sherry soon to follow behind him i don't care where you go i can find you i got people <laughs> everywhere i don't care if you move i got people everywhere just understand i will find you <laughs> as part of that app we're going to put together it's going to be a tracking device right, yeah. for all the stress coaches yeah. <laughs> You I think it's just it. to share information. It's not. Yeah. It's to know where you it's, are it's at Susan all can times. Go, oh, okay. <laughs> and they call you up. No, I'm not there. Well, the app says you are. <laughs> that's right. And once it. it's installed, you can't erase <laughs> right? it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Not without the password. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, so for those that are listening, understand that, you know, it, this isn't just about Susan. It, you know, first of all, I keep telling these people I'm old. I will die one day. Y'all better pick this stuff up and run with it. But it's going to be about people that if y'all want to talk to Sherry and Dan, if if there's a husband and wife team out there who's been through something similar or you're experiencing something that you'd rather talk to them, hey, after this week, they are certified and uh, we can get you in touch with them for sure. That, that word <laughs> that certified. Scary? Is that certified or certifiable? Well, right. yeah, like, <laughs> it's a fine line. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's very telling. We're certified on Halloween weekend. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying. I can't believe she hadn't walked in here to Mickey Mouse costume or something yeah. yet. Well, that's there's still one day tomorrow. left. That's true. There's always well, tomorrow, yes. Friday. So you can reach out to us, though, at 855. 589-2348 and my cell at 334-324-3570. You want to talk to TomTheBomb.com? You can talk to Tom. Do you want me to get my phone you number? You knock yourself out if you want to. 480-861-6574. And I can connect you to Sherry and Dan if you'd like to talk to them. Because I think it is kind of a unique thing to have husbands and wives that are in have been in through experiences like this and that both are in the field. We've had one other couple own it from two different agencies and um but I think they're gonna be y'all are gonna be a tremendous resource. And we're just really honored to have you here and have you on the podcast and have people be able to hear your story. Mm, perfect. And, and either go, Ooh, don't want to talk to that Sherry. Mm. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought I was just coming here for the certificate. I didn't need to help anybody. Just kidding. Yeah, you're locked in, honey. No. It's a lifetime commitment. I knew Susan did something wrong. <laughs> but thank you all for sharing the story. I know it's not easy, but Sherry, yes. have you noticed that it does get a little bit, this was even a little bit easier for you than when you told it the other day. It's still emotional, but it's a little bit easier for you every yeah. time. Yeah, I think um, all my energy is at my knees right now so that's cool it's been she's showing that her yeah. ADD is what she's yeah. doing bouncing that leg her legs are bouncing they haven't credit. stopped the entire right. time we've been sitting here I was I'm glad I'm glad that that came out yeah. I wanted to point it out and she did admit in class that she does have ADD she's lying I heard it, <laughs> I, heard it. I, I think part of it is helping is um 
I'm focusing with my knees, and then all I see is Chris I right know, at my I'm face sorry, looking I at me. His picture was so I'm like, there. I can't cry again in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trade I hear you. Uh, so thank you for tuning in here to uh, Under the Shield presents Fight in Progress. Even though we're not done yet. Well, we're gonna have a we'll have another episode, and we will have other people from the certification on the next episode. But this was our big 5-0, so we had to make yes. this a real oh. special one, and I think these two are the poster are children special, for yeah. special. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I got roped into that one. I have no idea why all three of you keep looking at me when you say that. <laughs> Little do they know I am treating them. See, the reason why I'm looking at you is because I – I just don't know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's What's what, going to come firing back at us? This is why I look forward to their appointments every week because I never know what Sherry's coming in with. I know pretty much what Dan's coming in with. He's got a Slurpee, kind of like Ferrari used to do. But that one, that one right there, Sherry, she keeps me on my toes. I'll tell you that much. Well, for one, I am G-rated right now, and it's I'm having Boy, a hard time should. with it right now. You don't have to. We're not FCC no, regulated. It's all right. It's I'm good. We got to move them. We got to slowly get them used to me. <laughs> I hear you. She'll and, be back. And I'm not laying down right now, right. so that's a different story. Yep. She'll be back. Definitely, without a doubt, maybe in the very, very, very near future. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all that you do. And again, please make sure your families know they can call that number as well, 855-889-2348. And Jay's always really good about putting all of our numbers down um, at the bottom in the paragraphs and stuff. Please share this with your friends. Send them to um Facebook, we have it on Facebook, we have it on Instagram, Twitter. Are we doing Twitter yet? Well, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Okay. Tom I'm the, old. Tom the I'm bomb, old, too. Tom the Bomb's going to do our TikTok. <laughs> we don't know what that's going to look like yeah, yet, but anyway, well. that ought to be fun. And uh, But we're, uh, you know, all over the podcast world. and yep. So please share it with your friends. Give us comments. Tell us the things that you'd like to hear about you've got episodes and people you'd like us to have on here we'd love to do that and we're always open to suggestions for guests yes so we're wrapping up our 50th and right here in the almost end of the stress coach certification and we just want to thank you guys for all you do the sacrifices you make and know that we love you at under the shield god bless you and your families and uh next week's will be another group of people that um here are in the for the stress coach certification not sure which ones are voluntold yet, but we're working on that. So take care, stay safe, and God bless. Hey, if you're going through something, don't hesitate to reach out for help. It's not painful. It's really easy, and you'll be surprised at how much better and quickly you can feel. No names, no departments, no records, no notes. We ask nothing. So call and tell us you're Sherry and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care and tune in next week.